For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. We already did the first portion of our big board. We did players 25 through 16. Today we move on to the second portion of the big board. And then the last chunk is going to come out on Wednesday or Thursday, which will be the top five players in the 2023 NFL Draft. If you missed the previous big board ranking go check that out we explained how we went about putting this together this was a bit consensus a bit alternating it was a fun exercise for us to decide where certain guys fit in this class and a general agreement on how these guys slotted ryan you excited to uh, to talk about and continue on into our adventurous big board here yeah i felt like yesterday joe we had a few players that i think people may have some qualms or disagreement with for being in a top 25 but for the most part, for this six through fifteen, I think they were pretty on. We're pretty on wavelength with with most of the kind of the general consensus on this, right? Like, I, I don't think there's any. Do you think there's anybody on the list that's like egregious? Like, wow, no. I can't believe that guy's in a top twenty five. Like, I think they're all pretty pretty standard at this point. No, I, I I think we you know we still sit in that line, and I mean, heck, I think our board is is probably one of the most conservative that I've seen because that there was another board, and we'll. we'll We'll talk about it after that was released yesterday. And uh, I respect the people who put the board together, but there were a couple of players. I was like, really that guy in the top 10. I don't, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah. But hopefully ours isn't, isn't, isn't like that. If you want to be risky and not conservative and you want to play some, some fun bets this weekend with college football, put, put some money on the line, make sure you go to bet online. I've already put my bets in for this weekend. There's some pretty crazy lines that are out there because the market is so fresh. We haven't had any college football games until this weekend. Make those games fun. Uh, and again, go to Bet Online, where Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Joe, that may have been your best transition ever into an ad read. That was fantastic. Uh, that's 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 cap. Here's another ham-fisted <laughs> transition. Number 15. Well, previously, we had Ricky or uh, Keanu Benton at number 16. Now we get to number 15. Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas. I noticed that you indicated that Ricky Stromberg was one of your guys from summer scouting. Uh -huh. uh, Stromberg, I think we agree. And actually, I placed him on the board, if I remember correctly. You did. We, we both had an agreement that he's in the top of the center class. 
Um, his his talent is there. His fluidity, his flexibility. What are your thoughts on on Stromberg, and also maybe why why he is one of your your summer guys? I mean, he's been my one of my guys the last two years. So I mean, he ended up. I know that he was a player that dabbled with the idea of entering last cycle, the 2022 NFL draft, because he was a junior at the time, but now he's a senior and he has decided to come back. And so he's been a, it's been a, my guy for two straight summers, I guess, man. I mean, immediately what pops off for me, Joe is like, he hits everything that you, like every check mark that you want at the position, right? He's six, four, 315 pounds, massive frame, really well put together. Moves exceptionally well for his size, surprisingly well, in my opinion. But the thing that I love most about him is there's some, there's definitely some aggressiveness and physicality to him. But I love the flexibility he has, man. Like I see him, his body get contorted in some weird ways at times, and he's able to still maintain balance and reposition his body and kind of get his leverage back. So he's a guy that I think it can both establish and recreate leverage in, in the middle of reps and when you're working in the middle against some bigger defensive linemen at times, I mean, we talked about Siaki Ika just kind of messing around, you know, yesterday's show about him, you know, not making the list. But when you're facing a guy that is like that, where it's 6'4", 354 pounds, you're, not every rep's going to be perfect. You know, like there's going to be some reps where you kind of get knocked off your balance a little bit. You have to kind of reposition yourself, anchor down, do all those types of things. And that's what I think Ricky Stromberg excels at. When Even when it's a bad rep, I think he has the ability to recover really well. So I still think he's very underrated as far as like the mainstream media is concerned. I think this kid's a first-round player. If not, I think he's definitely a top 50 type of pick. He is, in my opinion, going to be a starting-level center for a long time, maybe a pro bowler. And I think that he's a better version of what Travis Frederick was coming out of Wisconsin. Like, I think that he's a similar size profile, similar strength at attributes, but he's even a better and more flexible athlete. So I'm a huge fan of Ricky Stromberg. Yeah, and, and Ricky Stromberg, him and Jarrett Patterson returning, turned last year's center class into a, a good one, to a bad one. This center class now is immediately bolstered with both these players going back. Stromberg anchoring that Arkansas offensive line and going to be a big reason why they're going to be able to run the football again really well this year. Yep. That that offensive line was fantastic last season. Ryan, we're already bumping up to 14. We've got our highest ranked offensive tackle. He's not in the top 10, but we both are in agreement that Peter Skaronsky of Northwestern deserves to be qualified as that top offensive tackle. You see just such great technique from him as a player. He's a very, very fluid mover. I know that frame-wise, he's not massive. He's it's mm -hmm. not like we're talking about a, a six foot seven guy. I believe he's listed at six foot four, if I remember off the top yep. of my head. Six four, I, and he was like he was like two ninety-seven or something, I think, most recently. Yeah. Yeah. I also qualified him as one of those players who, if things don't work out at tackle, he's somebody mm -hmm. who's gonna play well at guard really really right. well at guard like a Rashawn Slater I think that his draft projection is very similar to Rashawn Slater where if he hits and he steps in right away he'll be a really nice starting left tackle right tackle for you but maybe the 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 length concerns the height concerns step into play here you bump him into guard and you have a really really good starting guard and that's what you want with offensive line prospects just a starter you want a really really nice starter around that 15 range when we did our offensive tackle show, Joe, I had him as my number two ranked offensive tackle. But the reason that he is the top offensive lineman and the reason that I put him on this list is exactly what you just said. 
I think if we're just, I, I, I made a mistake with Rashawn Slater. I did. I didn't, I didn't heavily attribute the athleticism and hand uses that he had that to, to think that he, to forecast appropriately that he could definitely last it off at the tackle. I was a big, like give him a shot, but most likely a guard. I was wrong. And I was wrong on Rashawn Slater. I like Rashawn, but I was not nearly as high as I should have been on Rashawn Slater. I don't want to make the same mistake with Peter Skaronsky because I don't see the length con- concerns on film a ton. Like it ha- it peaks its head at some points, but for the most part, man, like length does not give him much of an issue. And I think it's because, like you said, technically, really good. And then athleticism-wise, I think he's good. Like, he's a good athlete, really good technician. So I think he has a good chance to stick at offensive tackle. But at worst, I think he can make a Zach Martin-esque mm. transition. Not saying that he'll be the best guard in the NFL like Zach Martin has been, but I think that he can fit inside and be a very good player inside a guard at worst. So this is the top offensive lineman on the board because of those things. He has every side of it. It's like because Jalen Duncan, maybe he could play off and maybe he could play guard. Right. But like but he's most likely a tackle. He's because most of likely a tackle. Length. Right. So I think that the, the biggest thing for Skaronsky is he has that floor, like the landing mm. point here of a very good offensive lineman on the next level. Is it a left tackle? Is it a guard? I don't really care. All I know is that he's going to be a really good player on the next level. And just to throw out there too, Skaronsky is somebody who's ranked at 14, but I, I would argue that there is a, a strong likelihood he could be a top 10 pick just based on the the positional value and, and the possibility of a, a team valuing a tackle and wanting to take a tackle at like eight or nine. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if something like that happened, if he's still the top ranked offensive lineman come draft day in 2023. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think there are, I mean, so let, let's put it like this. So there are some going to be some teams that are very traditionalist that are going to look at his size. Cause I mean, what do you think his arm length is Joe? Like 32 and a half. Like sure. it's, it's not great. Right. So some teams are going to look at him and be like, you can't play tackle at the next level. And some people will be maybe misguided. Some people may be right. Who knows? But regardless, he's a good football player, man. At the end of the day, you draft good football players in the first round, and that's what Peter Skronsky is. There are no length concerns for number 13 on our list. (laughs) Isaiah Foskey, edge rusher from Notre Dame. Foskey was a really funky evaluation because his usage last year at Notre Dame because they they had him playing a lot of you know dropping linebacker he was playing in the in the middle of of defenses at, at like you know like Mike and Will just very interesting spots but what they did use him effectively when he was coming off the edge that length makes him so hard to deal with um he's got a lot of fluidity a lot of explosiveness for a player of his size and length the other thing that i really loved with Bosky was when they did have him dropped back and as an off-ball linebacker, and then they sent him on a delayed blitz. That's dangerous with a guy with his potential as a pass rusher. But Foskey, the ceiling is so, so high uh, for someone who does need some development. But Foskey, dominant last year at Notre Dame, and is going to be very dominant this upcoming season for the Fighting Irish. Well, he's new to the position still. I mean, we, we yeah. highlighted on the show, right? Like, he was... Most people valued him as a tight end recruit coming out of De La Salle High School. And Joe, did you actually know that no platform, no recruiting service had him ranked within the top 200 players nationally? Not a single one. He was outside of the top 200. And 
first year as a starter last year. He has 10 or 11 sacks, whatever he ended up with, with and I mean, multiple forced fumbles, some game-changing plays too. So the biggest thing that pops out, like you said, Joe, is linearly is explosive, but that length, man, that length is just absolutely silly. I, we've, We haven't talked about this, I don't think, ever, but like two of like the longer defensive ends that have come out over the last few years are both Notre Dame players. Remember Khalid Kareem had like 35 and some odd inch arms. And then Adi Ogandiji also had 35 and like three quarter inch arms. So like length at Notre Dame has been a pretty prevalent thing. And I don't know if Isaiah Foss is going to have longer arms than those guys, but it's going to be close, man. I guarantee he's in the 35 plus range. Like my guy has silly length. He's able to convert, convert speed, to power, excuse me. And he just has that long arm is absolutely deadly. So yeah, I'm all in on Isaiah Foskey. Get him in an attack style defense. Pin his ears back. Let him go. A lot of upside. Bumping up to number twelve, Kayshawn Butte from LSU. I believe yes, he is our number one ranked wide receiver. Not my number one ranked wide receiver, but but Butte is uh, another player, really really good athlete. He has just so many ways to attack a defense, and he is statistically, I think if you put him back into that LSU offense, uh, a new approach that they're going to be having under Brian Kelly, um, mm-hmm. if he plays a full season statistically, he could be one of the best receivers in college football. But as we know, you're a big fan of Butte. And he's getting that number seven, man, that number seven LSU, which is always nice. I mean, obviously the – Coaching staff must think very highly of him to be able to don the number seven jersey, which is a big tradition at LSU. So, I mean, you think about the best players they've had over there, like the Patrick Petersons of the world, the Tyron Matthews. Those guys are the ones that have worn number seven their final year. So I'm excited to see Keyshawn Boutte. I think that he's a really talented player. In the games that he's played, I think he's just utterly dominant. He's explosive. He's physical. He's got everything to him. It's just his biggest thing is that he's been banged up over the last couple of years, right? Like there's been injuries on 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 kind of his his profile. But I think that when he plays, he's an absolutely dominant wide receiver. So I'm all in on Keyshawn Boutte, man. I think that he has the chance to go top 10, top 15. I think he could be wide receiver one. Everything's there. He just needs to stay healthy. And, and- – Based on that, you know, not based on speaking of that healthiness, number 11, Brian Brzee from Clemson defensive tackle has injury concerns. Uh, I think that this qualifier needs to be brought up with out, out of any prospect the most because of the injuries he has dealt with in his time at Clemson. But when you get a healthy Brian Brzee, if we get maybe three quarters of a season, four fifths of a season that is played this year from Brzee. He is easily a top 10 player. I I was surprised that he didn't make it into our top 10, but he still slots nicely at number 11. Brzee, though, so strong, so naturally strong, can play any spot on a defensive line. And if he could just show us a little bit of more healthiness than, than we've gotten from him, that power, that dominance, that flexibility is going to make him a really um, highly approached NFL draft prospect and and defensive tackle prospect. I think he could be in the conversation with Jalen Carter when it's all said and done. Most likely Jalen holds the top spot as the top defensive tackle, but for C's talent is just through the roof, man. I mean, there was a reason that he was number one recruit coming out of high school. Like he was that type of dude. And he's just always been like that body, beautiful guy that he means six, five, got pretty long arms, 300 plus pounds, and just no bad weight on him, man. Like he's just a really well put together guy. 
I think that he can play anywhere on the defensive line. I mean, I've seen him, pl- I've seen him twist and run outside track and be able to win a- around the edge. I've seen him play three tech. I've seen him play two, two I, you know, that knows at times too. So incredible power and explosiveness. We have not seen the best of Brian Brissy, but the flashes we have seen in Dominican Sue ish type player, right? Like Dominican Sue was one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in college. Brian Brissy is not close to that right now, but just from a pure talent perspective and a body type perspective, this kid could be a high volume sack guy at the next level. He could be dominant in the run game. Everything is there for Brian Brissy. Needs to put it all together. Going to be under a new defensive system with Brett Venables going over to Oklahoma. So we'll see kind of what that looks like. But everything is there from a size, length, explosiveness, power profile. Brian Brissy does have all the talent in the world. Our number 10 player, you made an aggressive top effort 10. to sneak top 10. into the top 10. I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's necessarily a top 10 player. Uh, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M Safety. Highly used as a slot coverage player. I think Antonio Johnson is one of those guys that qualifies as a defensive back more than I'm willing to qualify him as a safety. But you see the coverage skills. You see the explosiveness. He's got the length. He checks all the boxes that you want in a safety prospect. I can't argue with that. And I think he slots nicely at number 10. Uh, If I'm correct, um, I don't even know if I want him as their number one safety, but Antonio Johnson, number 10, uh, you're much higher on him than I am. Joe, you need to you need to understand how to like good things, man. This is a good thing, all right? Antonio Johnson, 6'3", 195 pounds, explosive foot quickness for this size is just silly. He's a good tackler. I mean, everything's there. I mean, he's like one of those guys where like, what hole are you going to poke in him? Like, I, I just... Again, like I know that the main thing with what we've talked about, and it's it's reasonable, is the fact that you've only really seen him as a nickel defender. Like you've only seen him as a slot defender. And I completely get that. You haven't seen him really come from depth, play on the roof, do all that type of stuff. But he has all the physical talent to do those things at a high level, in my opinion. So tight end eraser, extra box defender, slot defender, working from depth. I think Antonio Johnson can do everything. So I think we just saw, and the crazy part is, is that 2021 was his first year as a starter. Like he had barely played the year before. This is a true junior. So I'm hoping he plays a little bit more on the roof. I was told yesterday, actually, Joe, I didn't tell you that mm-hmm. the word is that he's going to be sticking to that nickel role mostly. So I don't think we'll actually see him on the roof, but incredible athlete. Incredible. All right. Talent. Well, I'm I'm even lower on him you're now out. that I you're know out. that he's not. I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I had to get my guy, though, my top corner in the class, Keely Ringo. Uh, from Georgia. The the dude is massive. The length is silly, but you couple that with athleticism that just doesn't happen for, for corners of his size. He's like six, two, he's got the long arms. My man can fly and the acceleration that he has does allow him to rely on his athleticism heavily. And I don't want to knock him for that because if he works on his technique and improves his technique, this is far and away the best corner prospect in the class and arguably even a top five player in the class, but he ends up landing at number nine. And I would have been distraught if Keely Ringo did not make it into the top 10. He deserves to be there and he has the the, the skills and the traits to be in the top 10. So Joe back in high school, he was at a five-star rivals challenge and they had a fastest man competition. Oh, guess what man. my man guess what my man ran in the 40 yard dash in electric time by the way not a hand time 4 425 
four three five, but still, Ooh. I mean, it, for a six two and a half, two hundred and ten pounds, hand time probably. What's that? In the hand time. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I, I thought you said hand time. I'm like, no, no. I, I said it was hand. Quick, I'm sorry. Yes, hand I, I got you. Now. I got you. I got you. Got you. Got you. Yes, he is. Wait, what are you saying? Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said it was hand time, not electric. No, I said it was. It was. Oh, I miss. I miss. I misheard you. Go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you were saying as well. No, it was not hand timed. It was an electric time, four, three, five at six, two and some change. Probably lighter at that point. I would say probably more about in the 190 something pound range. But either way, 10, four, 300 meter guy coming out of high school. The kid has just a silly, silly amount of talent. Like when you're coupling. The size, arm length, athleticism. Kid could be a lockdown corner. Technically, it's not perfect right now. I think the press stuff is pretty good, but zone awareness needs some work. I think he needs to rely more on technique than just pure athleticism at times, which makes him get into recovery mode a little bit too much for my liking. But, I mean, if the kid puts it all together, could be one of the more talented corners we've had over the last couple of years. He's got that type of upside. Moving on up to number eight, we've got back-to-back quarterbacks, and I'd like to emphasize here, this was a, a 1A, 1B circumstance for these two guys. Um, I, I don't think that there's really one that's significantly ahead of the other, but C.J. Stroud is number eight from Ohio State. Bryce Young is number seven from Alabama. And talking about both these guys, because, again, they slot – identically to one another and, and this is where we felt that the quarterbacks fit both are very polished I think both have really nice decision making uh, I think what you get more with Bryce Young is great composure you see a, a very cerebral style of play from the quarterback position has fantastic pocket presence is extremely accurate what you then get with CJ Stroud is a taller quarterback with a with a little bit of a thicker build uh, at like six foot two, six foot three. Decision making is not as high as it is for Bryce Young because he's playing in an offense that does allow him to react based off of one read, but the the arm strength is is significant. It is is very, very good. And he's coming back with talented receivers. Both of these guys stepping into offenses that are improving, and both will be in positions to exceed the expectations which are already high that have been set for them thus far. This is a pick your flavor type of thing, right? I mean, I think there's going to be some people that are traditionalists that like the pocket quarterback style, more of a CJ Shroud. And there's going to be people that like the new age kind of freelancer off scripts guy. That is a Bryce young. One guy is six, three. The other guy, Bryce young is maybe five eleven. <laughs> you know, like I, I, maybe, I, I don't know if he is even five eleven. So there's some size questions with Bryce Young. There's there's some question marks with Bryce uh, for CJ Stroud for me, uh, consistently working in the pocket and and kind of dealing with pressure and using his athleticism a little more. I think would actually help him a ton. But both excellent, talented quarterbacks can be. You could you could sell me that both either one of the guys ends up being the first pick in the draft for, to a quarterback needy team. It's just what is your preference, right? Like I think this is where the bias of summer scouting comes in. I like Bryce Young because I have kind of adopted more of that off-script play play style to to my evaluation, but there might be somebody out there that says, nope, C.J. Stroud is the more traditional pocket passer, taller, all that good stuff. You're, you know, No way is wrong. It's just how you kind of deduce the, the position and you do your evaluation. So 
think both guys are excellent in their own regards, both excel in different departments. And I think it's going to be a fascinating conversation to see how both of these guys play this year and to kind of duke it out for that top quarterback spot. Yeah. And I, th- I also feel that they slot nicely right outside the top five because both are really good prospects and both are going to get drafted really highly, probably could be drafted first and second overall. Uh, but they're not necessarily otherworldly. They're not right. guys that deserve to be one and two because there's other guys that are, are a bit more, not generational, but very, very traitsy, very, very dominant that we're going to get to on that final episode. Uh, before we get to that final episode, number six on our list is Miles Murphy from Clemson, another Clemson defender. I know very, very shocking. Kind of similar to Brzee, very aggressive defender, powerful hands. He's got a lot of suddenness to his game, a suddenness to his game. And he's somebody who just his play strength is is silly. This is a really good power rusher and very similar to Brzee again, can play multiple spots on defensive line and very well is going to be dominant playing in a, in a 4-3 defense at the next level. Well, I think he could play in either defense, honestly. Like, he's not going to be a 3-4 stand-up, but, like, he could play some 5-tech, 6, do all that type of stuff, right? Like, use that length against tight ends. Miles Murphy's special, man. I mean, I, I, that's it, it's it's not great analysis, but it's just a point blank to it. I mean, the kid is 6'5", 275 pounds, really good length, explosive. I mean, he was on Feldman's freak list, and apparently he runs somewhere in the high 4.5s so low 4.6s. Like, this kid is an exceptional athlete for his size and he's incredibly disruptive. So I think it's all there for miles Murphy. I, I said on our edge podcast, I think this is what people tried to make Trayvon Walker. Not that Trayvon Walker is going to be a bad player, but like, this is what they tried to make him like kind of that inside outside dude that could just win in multiple ways. That is what I see in miles Murphy. And the crazy part is, is that he just turned 20 years old. So he's still stupid young for his age, for his, for his grade, I should say. So, he uh he could be special, man. I'm 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 excited to see what he does this year, and I hope he's in more of an attack role than he was last year. I feel like sometimes the defensive linemen were just kind of asked to hold the points, two gap at times. I, I hope that they just kind of let Miles Murphy loose because if they do, I think this kid could. I don't think he's going to challenge Will Anderson, but I think he could be a top five pick if he puts it together. Yeah, we've got a lot of talented players in this edge class, and we've obviously got more to cover when we get to our top five. Folks, thank you for tuning in. At Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, uh, at NFL Prospects Pod, and then Hack City on YouTube. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you find the show so you don't miss out on our remaining content for summer scouting and when we start talking about the college football season. We'll be back. Enjoy the rest of your week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.